0: Welcome to Abergavenny Baptist Church, building faith and friendship.
1: You are listening to a sermon series through the book of James, entitled, Wisdom for Life. The Bible reading is from James chapter 3 and verses 1 to 12.
0: Not many of you should presume to be teachers, my brothers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. We all stumble in many ways. If anyone is never at fault in what he says, he is a perfect man, able to keep his whole body in check. When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal, or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole person, sets the whole course of his life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and creatures of the sea are being tamed and have been tamed by man, but no man can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers, can a fig tree bear olives, or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water.
1: Continue our series through the book of James entitled Wisdom for Life. And uh, James, Jesus' little brother, gives us wisdom for life in how to use our words. Words are very powerful. They are extremely powerful. They're able to build up or destroy. I can remember when I was at primary school, we used to say, Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never harm me. And we used to say this if someone had insulted us or said something nasty about us. The only problem is, it's not true. We wish it was true, but it's not. Words do hurt and they often leave lasting scars. You see, you can you can recover from a broken bone or a, a broken leg, uh, but if someone smears your good name and lies about you, and other people believe you, them, you might never recover. Words do hurt. Sometimes they leave lasting scars. Perhaps what we should have said was, sticks and stones only break my bones, but words penetrate my heart and destroy my soul. Okay, it doesn't rhyme, but, <laughs> but, but it's true. Words, we've all been hurt by words and it's left lasting scars. But worse than that is we've all hurt other people With our words. That thoughtless comment, that harsh criticism, that gossip, and so on. Words are powerful. James says in uh, James chapter 3 in verse 2, We all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. We all stumble. James, Jesus' little brother, includes himself. He says, We all stumble. No one is perfect. We all say thoughtless, harsh criticism. We all say things that we have regrets about. We, we wish we could retract it, that we could recall it. But it's too late. The damage is done. Soon as we've spoken it, you can't recall it because it kind of has a life of its own. the, the toothpaste is out the tube and you can't get it back in. And so James warns us about the power of words. The destructiveness of words, and he warns us how words reveal our heart. They reveal what's really inside our heart. So, firstly, the power of words. We read in verses three to five when we put bits into the mouth of a horse to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal, or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes a great boast. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. Okay, so what does a bit, a rudder, a spark, and a tongue have in common? They're all very, very small. But they all have great power. A, a Bits can control a horse. A rudder can steer a ship. A small spark can cause a great forest fire. And a tongue can make a great boast. It can achieve great things. For its size, it can make a huge impact for good or bad. Words are very powerful. They're, they're, they're able to build a person up and bring healing. They're also very powerful and very effective in, in wounding a person and destroying a person. You see, when we speak a word, when we give expression to a thought, when we close our thoughts in words, we, we suddenly make them very effective and powerful. See, when you, when you speak bad of a person you're not just wishing them bad, you're actually imparting evil. When you speak good, you're not just wishing good, you're actually imparting goodness. When we speak evil, we impart, we impart evil. We curse a person, we cut a person, we destroy a person with our words. Words are powerful. And it's this, this destructive power of words that James is particularly focusing on. So secondly, the destructiveness of words. Words Hurtful words destroy other people. Uh, We read in verse 7 and 8: All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. No one can tame the tongue. You see, we, we've, we've tamed all kinds of animals. You, you can ride on the back of an elephant. You can charm a snake. You can teach a killer whale to do tricks. You can even have a tiger as a pet. And we go, wow, that's amazing. I still can't even get myself to say nice things. We can tame animals, but we can't tame the tongue. The tongue is like a wild animal that refuses to be tamed. James goes on and he says, It's a restless evil full of deadly poison. A tongue is like a snake, ready to strike at any minute. And its poison is deadly. The words we say are often deadly poison. They destroy relationships. They destroy marriages. They destroy children. And our hurtful words can lead to discrimination, racial abuse, or even wars. Words are very destructive. Some of the ways we use words to destroy people. Firstly, thoughtless comments. You say something without really thinking about it. You say that that quick, snappy, dismissive reply. You haven't even thought about it. Sometimes it's not what we say, but how we say it. Our tone. You see, you can say the right thing, but in the wrong way. The Bible says, speak the truth in love. What what you're saying might be true, it might be true, but the way you're saying it's not very loving. And it destroys people. Direct insult or a harsh criticism. Constantly being judgmental, constantly putting someone down. Imagine... A parent, a teacher, or even a friend saying to someone, you'll never amount to anything. You're a failure. You're stupid. You're fat. You're skinny. You're not good looking. You'll never amount to anything. I hate you. You're a waste of space. Those words will kill a person's soul. Gossip. Talking about someone behind their back, slandering their character. Have you do, you? do you know what so-and-so did? Did you hear what so-and-so said? They're such a... Now, Christians often try to disguise their gossip as prayer. We've really got to pray for so-and-so. Do you know, you know what so-and-so said? Do you know what so-and-so's doing? And Do you know what, what they like? We, we really need to pray. That's not prayer. That's gossip. Gossip destroys relationships, destroys churches... It destroys people. Being deceitful and manipulative. Using your words to try and control people. Trying to manipulate people and situations is deceitful and it's deadly poison. Now, the truly terrifying thing is, is our hurtful words don't just destroy other people. Our hurtful words... Destroys you. It destroys you. Listen to James in verse 6. The tongue is also a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body. It sets the whole course of one's life on fire. Whose life? Whose life is he talking about? Is he talking about the other person, the hearer? No. He's talking about you, the speaker. When you say nasty things and hurtful things, when you slander other people, when you gossip behind another person's back, and you don't just destroy that person's character, you destroy yourself. You become full of bitterness and, and unforgiveness and envy and jealousy and hatred, and it becomes like a fire within you and it burns you and it destroys you. You're destroying yourself. And James says, and is itself set on fire by hell. Hell, in this context, is is referring, it's a symbol of Satan. It's a symbol for the devil. And what he's saying is the source and the inspiration of all those hurtful words, all those judgmental words, all those criticism, all that gossiping, the source of that, the inspiration of that is not God, but it's the devil himself, the father of all lies and the author of all evil. And every time we give expression to our, those thoughts, those hurtful, judgmental thoughts, every time we, we close those thoughts in words, we give them power over ourselves, and it's like taking petrol and throwing it onto the fire. And that fire burns within, and it destroys you. 30 words reveal our heart. Words Reveal what's really inside our heart. You know, it's, it's those unguarded comments. You know, those comments that you, you just sort of slip out that reveal what's really inside your heart. James says, With the tongue we praise the Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Praises and curses coming out of the same mouth should not be. Why? Well, he goes on. He says, Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. A a spring cannot produce both fresh water and salt water. Why? Because it can only produce what it is. How do we know if a tree is a fig tree? By the fruit it produces. If it produces figs, it's a fig tree. Because what's inside will come out. And it's the same for us. What is inside our heart will come out of our mouth. Or to put it the other way around, what comes out of our mouth will reveal what's inside our heart. You want to know what's really inside your heart? Listen to your unguarded comments. Have you ever heard someone say, they call themselves a Christian, but have you heard what comes out of their mouth? They're so judgmental, they're so critical, they're so harsh, they're so vindictive. They call themselves a follower of Jesus, but they gossip all the time. James says, this should not be. Curses and praises coming out of the same mouth should not be. If you listen to your unguarded comments, you'll discover who you really are and what's really inside your heart. So have you listened? (laughs) Do you ever listen to yourself? Do Do you listen to your unguarded comments? Do you know who you really are and what's really inside your heart? Because let me tell you one thing, if you're not, other people will. Other people will listen to your unguarded comments, your criticism, your judgmental. You, you've been all judgmental, your, your 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 gossip, and so on. Your slandering, and they will know what's really inside your heart. So, are you listening to yourself, listening to your unguarded comments? Are you saying nasty, mean things about other people? Are you gossiping behind people's back? Are you slandering people's good name? Now, don't beat yourself up about this. James says, we all stumble in this area. But are you self-aware? Are you aware of what you say? Are you aware of what's really in your heart? Because we can never find healing unless we're aware of the issue. Perhaps you need to meet up with a good friend who knows you well and get them to help you to listen to yourself. Because often a good friend who knows you really well has heard your unguarded comments and knows what's inside your heart better than you do. So, how can we heal our words? How can we heal our words? Well, firstly, and quite paradoxically, we need to admit our inability. The way we help ourselves is to admit that we can't help ourselves. James says in verse 8, no human being can tame the tongue. No one. If you were to read some uh, secular books on communication skills, they will give you exercises to do. And effectively what they're saying is, you can do it. Just exercise, 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 practice, practice, practice. You can do it. And James says, no, you can't do it. No one can do it. No one's ever done it. It's only when we're self-aware that we have an issue and we're self-aware that we are unable to help ourselves, that we need help. And when we confess that to God and we ask God to help us, can we start experiencing healing. So admit our inability. Secondly, talk to your heart. You see, our words don't only reveal what's inside our heart, but our words can actually direct our heart. So just as a a bit directs a horse, and just as a a, a rudder steers a ship, so the tongue can direct the heart. Uh, James says, he speaks of the tongue, he says it sets the whole course of one's life. How do we do that practically? Practically. Well, every time you're having these thoughts, these vindictive thoughts, these, when you want to say something hurtful and, 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 and nasty, or you want to uh, gossip about someone, when you're having these thoughts, speak to yourself. Literally say, stop it! I will not entertain these thoughts. I will be kind. I will be loving. I will be compassionate. I will be generous. If you're in public, you might want to say that in your head. Okay, just a suggestion. But do speak to your heart immediately. Because when you express the word, you, you clothe that thought in words, you give power to it. Power to direct your heart. Thirdly, recognize the image of God. Recognize that other people are in the image of God. With the tongue, verse 9, with the tongue we praise our Lord and curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Now we often say, I love God. I love Jesus. It's just some people irritate me and rub me up the wrong way and I just can't stand them. Do you realize that that person is created in the image of God? And if you insult that person, you're insulting God. Jesus says, whatever you do to one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you do it to me. If you insult them, you're insulting Jesus. If you love God as you say, You're going to love his image, his creation, his children. To to, to praise God and curse people is like praising the king to his face and then smashing the head of his statue as you walk out of his palace. When you have these thoughts, when you have these, uh, of saying something hurtful or or, or, of gossiping or so on, just remember that that person is in the image of God. And what do you say about that person? You're saying about Jesus. Think Rather, think, before you say anything, think, if if that person was Jesus, how would I treat them? What would I say to that person? And then treat them like that and say that to them. Fourthly, and finally, praise God. Verse 10, James says, Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. This should not be. This should not be. See, it's actually impossible to truly praise God and curse other people. They are fundamentally incompatible. Now, basically, there are two ways that we misuse our words. In fact, in this passage, James only says there are two things we should never say. Verse 5, don't boast. And verse 9, don't curse. Boasting and cursing. Yet, this is what we do all the time. We spend all our time boasting, lifting ourselves up, building ourselves up, putting ourselves in the best light. Or we spend all our time cursing others, criticizing them, knocking them down, tearing them down, gossiping about them. Why? Because this is where we find our self-worth. We find our self-worth in being first, in being tops, in being the best, in being sorted. When we are truly worshipping God, it frees us from all boasting and cursing. Why? Because when we truly worshipping God, we find our self-worth in our relationship with God. And suddenly we come to realize, I'm not sorted. I'm not perfect. In fact, I'm full of flaws. But it's okay. Because God loves me and forgives me and accepts me just as I am. And that frees me from the need to boast. And when we truly truly worshiping God, it frees us from the need to be right, to be first, to be tops, to be sorted. And suddenly we're able, far more able to admit that that we're wrong. We're far more able to receive criticism without dishing it out. We don't need to attack people. We don't need to slander people. We don't need to gossip about people. We don't have to curse people because we found our self-worth in our relationship with God. And that'll be the end of boasting and cursing, and all that'll be left is listening. Now, of course, there will be times... When, when, when people wrong you. But when people wrong you, 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 you won't have to pick up stones and, and throw stones at them. You won't have to curse them. Because Jesus never threw stones at you. You too made mistakes and Jesus never threw stones at you. He forgave you and if he forgave you, how can you not forgive them? Now there will be times where you'll still have to confront someone because they've wronged you but you don't, do, you, you don't speak about them behind their backs and gossip about them. You speak to them face to face and in private. And, and your real desire is to seek reconciliation. And your real motivation is not to curse them, but to bless them. You really want the best. You truly want the best for them. You want to help this relationship. You want to resolve this issue. You want them to be a better person. You don't want to curse them. You want to bless them. For when we truly worship in God, You'll come to a point where you will hear God say to you, You are my child, whom I love. I died for you. You are my treasure. You are my delight. I am well pleased with you. When we hear that, and when we start to find our self-worth in that, when we rest in that, it will free us from all boasting and cursing. So, are you aware of what you say? Do you say thoughtless things? Are you judgmental and critical? Do you insult people or gossip behind the person's back? Are you deceptive and manipulative? With your words. Are you aware that your tongue needs healing? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we confess that so often we do praise you a lot and curse others at the same time. And Father, we know that this should not be. Father, so often we just say thoughtless things, careless things, hurtful things. Father, we confess that there are times when we do gossip behind people's backs and we slander other people who are created in your very image. God, won't you forgive us? Father, we admit we need help. We also admit that we aren't able to do it. Father, won't you by your Holy Spirit empower us, strengthen us, and enable us to use our words wisely? Won't you by your love and your forgiveness And your Holy Spirit, cleanse us and heal our tongue. Father, we thank you that the tongue is so powerful and is able to bring such good blessing and healing. And we can use our words so powerfully for for the good to build up people, to encourage people, to inspire people. Father, won't you cleanse our tongue so that it might be used to be a source of blessing and a source of giving life. And for that, Father, we need your help. Help us to come to a place where we truly worship in you, where we can hear you say, you are my child. I love you. I died for you. You're my treasure. I'm well pleased with you. Allow those words to penetrate our heart, not just our head. Help us to rest in those words, to find our self-worth in those words, and to free us from the need to boast or curse. We ask this all in the name of Jesus. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about Abergavenny Baptist Church,
1: please visit our website at abergavennybaptist.co.uk